Hello and welcome to Not So Molly Mormon Podcast. Hello, welcome back everyone. This is Sarah. And this is Katie. It's Tuesday, isn't it? <laughs> it's Tuesday, isn't it? <laughs> Just kidding, it's Thursday. I mean, not for us, but for you. <laughs> I love a good British accent, eh? A British accent, isn't it? <laughs> isn't it? I feel like every one of my British friends and colleagues who do possibly listen are going to be like, ew. Yeah, they're just going to immediately turn off the podcast. Do you remember when I was visiting you in Berlin and your British friends were making fun of us saying that all Americans sounded like they were from California? Yes, and they they still do that. Actually, at, at work, it happened the other day. They're like, I feel like every time... We attempt to do an American accent. We go straight to Valley Girl. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. what is that? It's it's really funny too because if you if I had to classify you of having any type of accent, it would be Southern. Yeah. And not anything near Californian Valley Girl, but that's where we are. <laughs> I think it's because I say which our our listeners love like all the time, <laughs> you know. So, like, 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 but it was also, so last night we had a, um, <clears throat> a work social, which is why I didn't tell you this, Katie, but I am on the biggest struggle bus of my life. Like driving it off into a ditch is where oh, no. it's at right now. Just made the stupid mistake of being like, oh, so do I want to start with rosé and then switch to two espresso martinis and then switch to white wine and then switch to two coke and rum and then back to a cider? Cause that, oh, honey, that, <laughs> on, a, on a school night. <laughs> on a school night. I forgot that you love an espresso martini. Oh, I'm obsessed. <laughs> They're so good. So I'm sorry you're on the struggle bus, though. On the struggle bus, but, so we went to the bowling alley, which I haven't been bowling since I was, like, uh, I don't even know what age. Very young. A very long time ago. I bet, I bet, I bet we went bowling together at some point when you were at BYU. Oh, I'm sure we did. I have <laughs> memories of it. I have pictures somewhere on my social media of me bowling at BYU, and I don't know from <gasps> when. There was that bowling alley. That was yep. near BYU. That was connected to uh, Costa Vida, right? Yes, that's that's the place, and that's where <laughs> I went a lot of times. <laughs> Did as well. It was called something Cats, wasn't it? Fat Cats. That's Fat right. Cats. That's right. Shout out yep. Fat Cats, sponsor <laughs> of this show. Just kidding. <laughs> I don't even know if it still exists. Oh, I hope it does. That was a good combo. You get a good Costa Vida, which I'm like drooling right now because I'm so hungover still that any type of food like that, I just want it. And then I'm going to barf after eating it. But <laughs> oh, no. I want it. But all that to say, we were bowling and they served um, some yummy like buffalo chicken tenders, which I was oh. like, yes, give me all that. And then they had ranch, which I rarely find in the UK. And they oh. had ranch, and all the Brits were like, oh, what's that? And I was like, oh, it's ranch. They got ranch, ranch. <laughs> and I was ranch. like, it's ranch. And they're like, ranch. <laughs> Wait, there's not ranch dressing in the UK? No. no. What? There, like, some restaurants you can go to, they'll make, like, homemade, like, house ranch. But yeah. it, 
it's not re- it's still not the same like I've ordered it a few times and I'm like mm, so if you so want it at home you have to make it from scratch yes or I bring over like the dry packets from the U.S. and then <laughs> just make it myself and they also I learned don't have creamer for coffee no, unless it's just the plain coffee mate powder, which you can get that. But any other type of like, like the cold that yeah. gets refrigerated doesn't exist or like the powder that's flavored. So I used to order mine on Amazon and pay like 10 pounds for a little like powdered car- uh, caramel macchiato coffee mate. Oh my God. Come on, UK. Get it together. Uh-huh. Get it together. My Sarah needs her ranch and her caramel <laughs> macchiato. I am a basic bitch. Give her me ranch. ranch. It's her ranch. I need my ranch. <laughs> well, that was some fun opening exercises. Um, <laughs> do you have any other announcements? Oh, I have one. What? Sarah's baby boy Rory turned one. Oh. oh. Happy birthday officially on the podcast, sweet baby. Oh, I love it. You know, it gets me all emotional because I think when he's old and if, like, the world still exists in 20 years and the podcast still exists, I hope he doesn't listen to many of the early ones. (laughs) But if he were to, like, go back and be like, oh, my God, 20 years ago when I turned one, it was a shout out on the podcast. How cool is that going to be? Oh, and he is just so cute. His little blonde hair is just all fuzzy and cute. He's the cutest, and he's so sweet and cuddly. Like, every morning, he gives me, like, tons of kisses as soon as he wakes up and his eyes open. He's just, like, immediately gives me kisses and goes, Mama. And it's so cute. I can't. Oh, he says, Mama. He does. My little heart. So cute. I love it so much. Oh, so that is my announcement for this. Oh, thank you. Thank you for giving (laughs) Glory a shout out. He's one. I'm officially a mom to a one-year-old. That is wild. It's I know. It's been a year. Quite the year, right? (laughs) Quite the year. I cannot believe it. But yeah. How are you, Katie? I'm I'm doing well, but um that was our sweet little moment, and now we're going to get into... <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Is it a bad Something. moment? Is it a bad... It, it's not bad, but it, I mean, it is, because it's Mormonism, but um, <laughs> not the worst. So we're going to be having a lesson from seminary. Dun-dun-dun! Oh, cool. This is going to be rough. Seminary has some triggering shit in it. Okay. Yeah. So, for those of you who are never Mormon, seminary is what the teenagers of the Mormon church have to attend, and they attend it during the weekday, before school or during school, and it's a religious uh, class. So, this is from the seminary teacher's manual. This is lesson 103, where we're learning about Alma, chapters 52 to 55. Alma is a book in the Book of Mormon, for those that don't know. (laughs) Exactly. Actually, can I just ask a question? Maybe you don't know. When was this manual created? Um, I don't know when it was created, but from all I could find, this is from the church's website, this is their current manual Uh, that they're teaching from. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So it tells you that this is, this is writing obviously to the teacher. It says before class, write the following statement on the board quote, 
youth today are being raised in enemy territory. (laughs) 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 That that was said by President Boyd K. Packer. Okay. So imagine you're in, you're in the class, the class is full, but (laughs) in Sarah's instance, she went to seminary and many a time she was the only student. (laughs) It was just me. Uh, I, I answered all the questions. Uh, it was the most obnoxious thing ever. Imagine a moody teenager at 6 a. or no. So I had to leave at, yeah, I left at 6.30 to get there at 7, but I had to wake up at 5.30. So imagine oh 7 a.m. in seminary, the only student and your teacher is asking you about 30 yeah. questions as yep. part of the lesson, and you're just like, I don't care. I don't want to answer any more questions. And I had the worst <laughs> attitude where I'd be like, because that's what Jesus wants you to do because you're supposed to have faith. Yes. <laughs> need to ponder. Yes. Read the scriptures. I got it. Cool. <laughs> for, the, for those of you who are, who might be new, Sarah grew up in <laughs> rural Georgia. And so there weren't many Mormons around. And so that's why she was the only one. Whereas me, I grew up in Utah County and I went to seminary during my school day because that's how saturated Mormonism is there. And I had probably 30, 35 kids in a class. So I barely ever had to answer a question. I just can't even, my brain can't even fathom, like, being in a seminary class with 35 other students. That's crazy. Yep, I know. And and every every class period was <laughs> full because, like, basically every kid went to seminary. Pretty wild. Whoa. So, so uh, up there on the chalkboard, it says, youth today are being raised in enemy, enemy territory. And then the teacher is supposed to ask the class, who is the enemy? Do you know who the enemy is, Sarah? <laughs> Satan. <laughs> yes! <laughs> it gives you the answer. And then you're supposed to ask, what evidence of Satan's influence do you see in the world around you? And <laughs> None, because there's no actual real evidence. <laughs> ah, boom! There's no actual real evidence, but it says that the answer is, students might mention inappropriate language and clothing, dishonest and immoral behavior, and the temptations often promoted through media and technology. <laughs> Just imagine all- that's like being a teenager is upsetting. Yeah. All these little these little dorks raising their hands being like tube <laughs> <"Nope> tops. <laughs> music. Spaghetti straps. T-shirt that don't go below your belt buckle. Rated R movies. (laughs) That was me. That was me. (laughs) (laughs) I was that one. If it's rated R, I will not be in the same room. I can even have it on the background because it's rated R. Rated R. Those are always the kind of responses. It's never, no one would ever raise their hand and say, racism. No. Or any real problem, they would say, belly button showing. (laughs) The appearance of evil, alcohol-free beer, or real beer. Or coffee-flavored ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It says, encourage students to consider ways that they can compare the challenges they face 
to the events and situations described in this lesson. Then read the continuation of President Packer's statement, which is, quote, Youth today are being raised in enemy territory with a declining standard of morality, but... As a servant of the Lord, I promise that you will be protected and shielded from the attacks of the adversary if you will heed the promptings that come from the Holy Spirit. Oh. <laughs> Again, what was drilled into us was you will be protected from the devil, but only if you do exactly what we say. Exactly. And only if you're worthy of the Holy Ghost, the promptings of the Holy Ghost, because if you if you stay up past midnight or you watch the radar movie, then you're not going to get any help and <laughs> Satan's going to take over your body. The Holy Ghost goes to bed at midnight. Seven, <laughs> Satan does his three-step maneuver. <laughs> I mean, sounds sounds like a fun time, honestly. I mean, um, <laughs> yeah. So then it says, invite students to read Alma chapter 52, 14 silently, looking for Mormon's description of the Nephite situation at this time. So I'll read it to you so you don't have to read it silently. It says, <laughs> and thus were the Nephites in those dangerous circumstances in the ending of the 20 and 6th year of the reign of the judges over the people of Nephi. Okay. Okay. And then ask a student to read Alma 53, 9 aloud, which says, and thus, because of iniquity amongst themselves, yea, because of dissensions and intrigue among themselves, they were placed in the most dangerous circumstances. This is written so bad. Every time I read a scripture from the Book of Mormon, I think to myself, J-Dog, what were you doing? You, he repeated himself. He said amongst themselves twice in a sentence. I mean, but the real thing is, why did I think it was real scripture? <laughs> I mean, I did too, so. <laughs> like, I mean, and, and Katie and I are both readers, you know, we um, we love a good grammar, looking at sentence structure, like how at that point was I ever like, oh yeah, that's a writer. That is a good writer. <laughs> that yeah. is real. Yeah. 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 That's real. Yeah. So you're, <laughs> we're supposed to ask the class to identify why the Nephites' circumstances were dangerous. So according to these scriptures, it says, their circumstances were dangerous because of dissensions and intrigue among themselves. Intrigue. Uh, intrigue. And then you're supposed to ask the class, what are some ways people place themselves in circumstances that are spiritually dangerous? Uh-oh. Again, don't watch Rated R movies. <laughs> <laughs> that's the devil comes out and Rated R That's a situation you need to avoid. Also, you know, remember when it was all about, like, chaperoning, too? You couldn't go on a date or, <laughs> yes. like, watch a movie by yourself with the, the opposite sex because that's putting yourself in a tempting situation. Uh, so, you'd yes. always, like, I can't tell you how many times having, like, a chaperone or I was the chaperone. <laughs> and it was so uncomfortable because you're, like, really? Wait, you didn't help them earthquake while they were soaking? <laughs> topic so <laughs> Greg's friend like his very best one of his very best childhood friends messaged me the other day and I just I forgot to even tell you this out of nowhere no context no nothing just out of nowhere hey what's the mattress thing called can't wait to see you soon and I was like what the last time I talked to him was in June so I was like what mattress, mattress thing are you talking about 
Yeah, I like even asked, like, maybe he has me confused. Like, he messaged the wrong Sarah. And then he goes, the Mormon thing, where you all jump on it? <laughs> and I was like, oh, you mean soaking. And when they jump on the mattress, it's called earthquake. And he goes, wicked cheers. That's what it was. <laughs> wicked cheers. <laughs> oh, my God, I'm crying. That's amazing. Yeah, but if you're a good chaperone, you don't do that because that is evil. <laughs> you do not do earthquaking, okay? It's spiritually dangerous, right? <laughs> you just have to silently sit there and pretend that your friend is not making out or doing other things right beside you. Oh, it's gross. very uncomfortable. Gross. Yeah. I'd also like to point out that this question here, the what are some ways people place themselves in circumstances that are spiritually dangerous, it's very victim blamey and it verges into that whole rape culture of especially Mm -hmm. like BYU, right? Where what were you doing that caused something bad to happen to you? Exactly. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So continuing on. It says many principles are not stated directly by those who wrote the scriptures. Instead, a principle may be embedded in a storyline or in a particular event or parable. It may be illustrated by an entire book of scripture, a chapter, or a single verse. Implied principles can often be discovered by analyzing the actions and attitudes of individuals or groups in the scriptures and then identifying the consequences of those actions and attitudes. (laughs) Because the scriptures are totally real, Sarah. They're real. They're yeah. yeah. Now you're supposed to invite students to reflect on physical spaces, social settings, or situations involving the use of technology, such as the internet, that they may <laughs> that they feel may lead to dangerous circumstances in their lives. Dun dun dun. Porn. Porn. Also researching about the church. That's. Oh gonna yes, yes. The ex Mormon subreddit. Yep. Yeah. Mhm. Yep. Now you're supposed to explain that Mormon described Tiancum's stand against the Lamanites using the words as such as defend, fortify, secure, scourge, and strengthen. <laughs> do you remember Tiancum? I do. T and come. I do remember Tiancum. You guys, this is a character in the Book of Mormon that Joseph Smith named Tiancum. <laughs> it sounds very British. <laughs> have, a, have a cup of tea and, and come. come. <laughs> There's a meme. I think I'm gonna post it with this episode that says, "What are two things Mormons aren't allowed to swallow?" <laughs> oh my god. teachings he is known for the assassinations of king amalekiah and the subsequent assassination of amalekiah's brother amoron seven years later the book of mormon states that in time he proved to be a great chief captain in the nephite army and he also appears as a major character in the tennis shoes adventure series which is a series of lds fiction novels do you remember those no, and this is in the seminary manual lesson. No, this this was just a little side note from me. Oh. Yeah, this was just a side note about Tiancum. I I just had to, to just go a little deeper on. Oh, Tiancum. I love it. Go go a bit deeper. 
Yeah, but that that's my little segment. But I the tennis shoes adventure series is this. <laughs> this it's for youth, like for teenagers, and it details the description of this Mormon boy who who has these adventures where he goes back in time and fights with the Nephites and stuff. What? <laughs> yeah. I've... I borrowed one from the library and I was going to do an episode about it, but it's just too much. <laughs> and they had, first of all, they had it in your library, but like, I guess it's Arizona. So yeah. Yeah. They're, yeah. They're going to have some Mormon stuff, but Whoa. my sign out about Tian come. I just can't say the word enough. Uh, no, but... it's, it's a good one. <laughs> okay. Ask students to ponder what may need to be scourged or driven from their own lives to help them be more spiritually secure. Jeez, so what that's you, an aggressive scourge. I know. <laughs> what do you gotta what do you gotta get rid of? You gotta get rid of probably that limp biscuit CD. <laughs> um you gotta get rid of your uh, Lipton d- diet green tea. Yep. <laughs> I mean, this is throwback, and this is going to show our age for sure, because we have a lot of listeners who will be like, CDs, what? Oh, but right. that was the thing, right? Like, you yes. buy a CD, and even though you were like, oh, it's really, like, it's it's trending, it's like in the, you know, Billboard Top 100, and you love it, so you're going to get the CD, but then it has, like, explicit language, and it's like, okay, can I tell people that I have this CD, or in your car, yeah. I remember I had, like, Mormons who would ride with me. I'd have to, like, sh- you know, hide certain CDs because it was the judgment of that recent yes. CD. Or it has, like, a few tracks on it that are really bad. And they say, damn, or shit. Or they talk about <laughs> sex, you know? Yes. You'd have your CD case that was your collection yes. of CDs. And, yeah, if there were ones that were explicit, you'd have to hide them because you didn't want to be judged. Yeah. Or create a burn CD that would be blank, so that way no one knew what it was. And they <laughs> the loopholes we went to to just yeah. listen to music. Holy God, we were in a cult. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. <clears throat> You're supposed to invite a student to read Alma 52.19 aloud, and Alma 52.19 says, And in the commencement of the 20 and 8th year, Moroni and Teancum and many of the chief captains held a council of war, what they should do to cause the Lamanites to come out against them to do battle, or that they might by some means flatter them out of their strongholds, that they might gain advantage over them and take again the city of Mulek. These names. These names. (laughs) You just know he was tripping. (laughs) Like Joseph Smith was on a great trip when he wrote most of these characters in the yeah. book. Yeah, for real. Then you ask the class, in what ways might a family council or church council be similar to a council of war? How can such councils strengthen us in our battles against the adversary? Ooh. <laughs> bum, bum. Oh. Um. Yeah, I, I hate this. They use this analogy a lot of going to war against the adversary and and this is where it gets into really gross territory of like we're just fighting back against the adversary when they're doing really hateful bigoted for example anti-lgbtq stuff yeah we're just we're just fighting the battle for the lord we're putting on the armor of god and we're going into battle 
And that's all it is. It's nothing personal. It's not like we are out to get different communities. It's just we we represent the Lord and we're we're in this battle for him. Yeah, gross. Um, the following statements by Joseph Smith, a.k.a. J-Dog, may be helpful in your discussion of these verses. Joseph Smith said, quote, Satan cannot seduce us by his enticements unless we in our hearts consent and yield. And, quote, the devil has no power over us only as we permit him. So, again, it's back on the individual where it's like, well, if you <laughs> leave the church or if you sin, it's because of you. You were too weak. Yes, that's exactly it. It's always your fault if yes. Satan gets you. But Satan is always is there. But if you do the slightest thing wrong, he can just sneak right in and snatch you. Sneak right in and three-step maneuver all over your heart. <laughs> Throwback. <laughs> Uh, explain that in Alma 55, we learned that Captain Moroni freed the Nephite prisoners in the city of Gid. Yes, that's right. There's a city named Gid, G-I-D, <laughs> by stratagem, which is a method used more to deceive or outwit an enemy. In Alma 55, 3 through 14, we learned that Moroni was able to use a Nephite soldier named Laman to cause the Lamanite soldiers guarding the Nephite prisoners to become drunk. <laughs> yeah. And then invite students to read silently the verses you wrote on the board, looking for what Captain Moroni did once he had the Lamanites surrounded in the city of Gid. Remind the students to look for principles as they study. So these are what the, this is what, do I even want to read it? Basically, <laughs> this, basically, Layman gets the guards drunk. Yeah. And it's their fault because they succumbed to him tempting them with wine. And it came to pass that they did drink and were merry, and by the by, they were all drunken. (laughs) I so remember this lesson because it's like, and again, in seminary, it's presented like, and this is why you should not drink, because if you have one sip, then your judgment and just goes completely out the door, and you're not able to make decisions for yourself. So I was like terrified the first time I drank, because I thought like, that's it. As soon as I get drunk, I'm not going to be able to make a decision myself like I'm going to become this person who I don't know which for some people that does happen but for the mass like the majority of us that's not the case you still yeah. have the ability to control yourself and your actions your your judgment isn't as impaired as they say it is right 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 exactly but they <clears throat> they want to scare you into thinking that yeah. even the littlest bit and you'll be by the by, drunken, or whatever he said. <laughs> okay. Read the following statement in which President George Albert Smith shares wise counsel given by his grandfather. <clears throat> it's, here's the story. My grandfather used to say to his family, there is a line of demarcation well defined between the Lord's territory and the devil's territory. If you will stay on the Lord's side of the line, you will be under his influence and you will have no desire to do wrong. But if you cross to the devil's side of that line one inch, you are in the tempter's power. And if he is successful, you will not be able to think or even reason properly because you will have lost the spirit of the Lord. You just you just basically said this when you were talking. Yeah. 
you just you have no mind anymore you're not able to make any rash decisions like it's it as soon as you drink that's it game over like you do anything that's on the devil's side poof you don't have any yeah any control and it continues on to say when i have been tempted sometimes to do a certain thing i have asked myself which side of the line am i on if i am determined to be on the safe side the lord's side I will do the right thing every time. So when temptation comes, think prayerfully about your problem and the influence of the Lord will aid you to decide wisely. There is safety for us only on the Lord's side of the line. I mean, holy fear mongering. Yeah, that's why you never want to commit sin or even be tempted with any of these things because it's so... You're scared. I I remember feeling really scared, especially when I left the church and as a, an adult, like I was yeah. in my 20s, my late 20s, and I was terrified mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. these things were going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've mentioned it many times, but even until very recently, and maybe you still even struggle, but with like rated R scary movies, yeah. you were... Even after leaving the church, you were very scared that you were letting the devil in somehow. Yeah, <clears throat> definitely. Like, I was terrified. I was like, if I watch these movies and the devil is going to come in, I'm going to get possessed, and that's it. Yeah, that's that's it. Sayonara, that's it. sucker. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so now it tells the teacher to draw a vertical line down the center of the chalkboard. <clears throat> Label one side of the board the Lord's Territory. And the other side of the board, the devil's territory. And then you ask students. Here's your questions. In relation to the lines separating the two territories, where is the safest place to be? Okay. (laughs) And they're supposed to answer, on the Lord's side, as far away from the line as possible. Oh, God. (laughs) It's always like the most obvious, like that. That's why, as a moody teenager, I was like, "Really, do I have to answer do I this have question?" To answer this? Yeah, and oh. as a sarcastic thirty-something now, I want to be on the devil's side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want to be on the fun side, for real, not the Lord's side. <laughs> yeah, and then you're supposed to ask, "What danger might there be in trying to live on the Lord's side, but as close to the line as possible?" So. Again, saying don't even try to be progressive. Don't even yeah. be in the same area or don't even be friends with someone who watches rated R movies no. because you're you're getting too close to that line. Don't even go to an – this is where – remember that article that came out that said don't even go to a coffee shop even yes, if – Even if – Even if you're just ordering a hot chocolate, don't go to a coffee shop because it's still – Getting, evil. Yes, it's getting too close to that line where the devil might snag you. You might smell too much coffee. <laughs> it's so stupid. It's a coffee shop. I saw that meme the other day. Maybe it was uh, Jake and Dusty. He posted it from Not So Peter Priesthood. I can't remember. So shout out if it was you. But the one that was like your one cup of coffee in terms of caffeine compared to like a 32 ounce from <laughs> or whatever that. Uh, what is it called? Um, oh, the shop that's in Utah. Yeah, the there's all a bunch of different soda shops. Yeah, the, yeah. It was just like showing that there's so much more caffeine in 32 ounce soda than in one cup of coffee. Yes, and coffee actually has some antioxidants, whereas <laughs> those sodas, man, there's no benefit. 
<laughs> I mean, but if you if you like them and they give you they make you happy, more power to you. But just saying that, yeah, it's it's ridiculous the logic, right? <laughs> so stupid (laughs) and then the last question is what helps you stay far away from the line and you know that whoever he calls on to answer this question they're gonna say the scriptures in prayer (laughs) going to the temple to do work for the dead do baptisms for the dead and go to church and pay my tithing be a good missionary and example to everyone around me yeah wear something that covers my shoulders at all times follow the prophet he knows the way barf (laughs) (laughs) and then you're supposed to conclude by testifying of the truths you have discussed in class today and that is the lesson and by the way um these lessons if you all didn't know the seminary lessons they are opened and closed by a prayer and i just i think it's i really have a problem with this being something that's required of teenagers every day no matter if it's before school or during school it's still for for me it was on it was so close to school property that it felt like it was at school. And it's oh, like, yeah, it this, shouldn't, this shouldn't be in your regular everyday curriculum. No. And plus, it's nonsense. It's based on something that Joseph Smith made up. It's absolute <laughs> bullshit. And also, it's just like, it deprives you of your childhood. You know, I know it's only yes. an hour, but that's an hour of your life that I feel like I'm pissed that I, I spent an hour every day for four years. During yeah. school year, doing this shit. When I could have just been like a normal teenager who, I don't know, got to get an extra hour of sleep would have been nice. Right, an extra you know? hour. Even for me, I'm I'm sitting here thinking <laughs> I wasted an hour every school day going to these classes when I could have been taking a different class, like some kind of cool art class or yeah. a science class, something that would actually be enriching my mind. Exactly. Or just. <laughs> or- Hanging out with your friends, yeah, or socializing, just chilling, yeah. But no, I I did that, and um, <laughs> I learned about tea and cum <laughs> through seminary of all places. Of all places, right? <laughs> oh, oh my god, that was a that was a journey. Thank you, Sister Katie, for oh. the lesson. I learned so much, and the spirit touched my soul. You were just such a good student, Sarah. Were you were you taken back to your days of one on one on one <laughs> seminary? Yes, and you know what's hilarious is that in the background right now, I have a what I brought back from Georgia is my New Testament chronological um ma- scripture mastery like card. Oh, what? <laughs> what? It's, it's like the card they give you in seminary that's for your um and you have that with you right now yeah I do oh my god how funny (laughs) I brought it back from Georgia so it's in my little collection of um Mormon shit that I managed to to grab when I was in Georgia and it's the New Testament scripture mastery list and it's a little laminated card (laughs) I find it very endearing (laughs) that you that it survived all these years it survived Like, how many years? I'm really bad at math, but, like, 20 years. Isn't that crazy? Wild. How how has time gone? Anyway, that was the lesson, and thank you all for learning about tea and come with me. Uh, Go have yourself 
one of those, whatever, whichever one. <laughs> oh, God, I can't even say it. I can't say Have it. one, have two, have both. Have do both. whatever you want. Mm-hmm. I, there's no judgment here. No, no none at all. <laughs> all right, we'll be back next week. Talk to you guys Bye. later. Bye.